Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Welcome to Geek 5 Live. What's going on, Geek Vibes Nation? This is another episode of Geek Vibes Live. More specifically, I believe episode two or three. You guys know I'm really horrible at keeping count. This is worse. <laughs> I the think year it's only the second one started. of the year. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm like, the year only just started, but I had to remember if the year just started. Anyway, guys, um, we have a great episode in store for you tonight. I am your host, Jawan. Um, before I get into introducing Nick, as you guys just heard, I will say Dane will not be with us today. Joel hopefully will be on with us in the second hour. Um, but Kanan will be calling in uh, very soon. So it'll be me, Nick, and Kanan. Hopefully Joel and possibly Shannon calling in a little bit later. Um, but Dane will be back next week. All right, so let's get to our panelists, which is just for now Nick. <laughs> Nick, what's going on? <laughs> What's up, man? It's the it's the intimate edition of Geek Vibes Live. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I, I believe we have Kanan on. Uh, Kanan, what's going on, buddy? Not much, not much. How's everybody doing tonight? Pretty we good, man. How about yourself? Really good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Pretty Wait, interesting hold week. Hold on, Kanan. Hold on. You said not too bad. Yeah, today's not too bad. 35 to 14 is not too bad? Nope. Oh, okay, all right. You know, because you seemed really sure of yourself last week. No, I didn't. I never seemed sure when we when, uh, against when people play against New England. 
Okay. I was pretty sure. sure. I was sure of that. I was sure of them Crimson Tide, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, all yeah. right. Let's not go there. Let's not yeah. go there. Um, all right. Let's get into it, guys. Um, all right. First, Cannon, I did want to start off a little bit with me and you um, and Nick going into. I wanted to flush out more of the conversation, Cannon, me and you were having about, um, you know, uh, Fox deciding to move Deadpool up uh, to May. So I want us to get into yeah. that. Uh, this topic is going to be about Fox with its huge shakeups. Uh, we had Deadpool move up, um, I believe, from June 1st to May 18th. Uh, that's one week before the Han Solo movie arrives. We also, unfortunately, had Josh Boone's New Mutants moved back 10 months to, quote-unquote, make it scarier. That's full of shit, but we'll get into that in a second. And Gambit moves back from February 14th, 2019 to June 7th, 2019. But we can go ahead and say that movie's never going to happen. Uh, but <laughs> I'll go to you first. Um, you want to kind of get more into what you, uh, what we were talking about, about why you think this is a bad move for Deadpool to move from June 1st to uh, May 18th? Yes, and let me, let me just kind of clarify, you know, what I was saying to you all in the chat. Um, I don't think that Deadpool is going to get, like, killed. Like, I know it's going to make good money. I just really think this is going to hurt its overall box office. Like, I think it would have performed – much better had it stayed in the spot it was in because they they moved to May 18th. That's great. Everybody's going to be able to see the movie a lot earlier. But a lot of experts are saying that Infinity War is going to destroy the Force Awakens box office, that it's going to be the biggest probably box office that we've seen um, worldwide, you know, like they're saying it will compete with Titanic. They're saying it may even compete with Avatar. I don't see it competing with Avatar. Um, but they're saying it's going to be huge. And I know that it's two weeks out, and people on Twitter are like, oh, you're a moron. It's two weeks away. But yes, that that's fine, okay? You could think I'm a moron, but The Force Awakens in its third week did almost uh, $100 million. It did $90 million plus. That's a lot of money. And that's like Christmas boom though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but still though, we're talking about a culmination of over ten years of Marvel Cinematic Universe in Very this true. movie. We're Very talking true. forty yep. forty characters in one film that's led up to this. And even if this movie doesn't perform like The Force Awakens its third weekend is still going to be huge, and it's still going to take away from Deadpool. I still think Deadpool 2 is going to be great. I still think it's going to do great at the box office. I just don't think it's going to do as much. I just think it's being sandwiched in between those. You don't give it much of a chance, whereas if it stays coming out the week after Han Solo, I really think Han Solo is going to be a – a one weekend movie. I think people will go watch it. They'll they'll see what it's about. The people that really like it, they may go back. But I don't see it being like a Rogue One or anywhere like a Force Awakens or the Last Jedi. I just don't. I don't think it's going to play like that. But you're you're really only giving Deadpool one week at the box office, and then you're bringing Solo out. And you know, like I said, people are going to go see Solo, and that's going to take away from it as well. So I just I, th- I think it's a bad move. Um, 
and you know I'm interested to see what y'all say, but I, I really think we're looking at a massive juggernaut of a film with Infinity War, and I just think that it's it's box office is it's the movies great like some of the other other movies have been with Marvel. I mean, you're going to see a lot of people going back and watching this movie two, three, four, five times. Well, I guess my biggest argument before I pass it over to you, Nick, is um, it original? Its original date, sorry, was June first. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War comes out on May fourth. So even if it stayed there at June first, that would still be something for you know for them to uh, to worry about if we're going off of your logic on uh, Infinity War being this huge, 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 huge. Um, box office thief um, and, and taking away from uh, Deadpool 2. I, it, it would still, because we have to remember, not much that I can think of comes out in June. Like, really. I, I'm not even saying that, like, trying to put movies down. I really don't think anything of any significance comes out in June. So, with that being said, the way you have to look at it is Infinity War comes out May 4th, right? Now, we know heading into June, all the kids are getting out of school. They're going to flood the theaters to see Infinity War the month of May and the month of June. Almost, I'd say halfway, halfway through June is when it'll start to slow down a little bit. Um, and then, you know, they'll get their numbers from overseas or whatever. But I think if you're Deadpool 2, um, and I'll kick it to you, Nick, for you to go into what you were going to say, Nick's idea is the best idea if you were going to move that movie because, you know, you were necessarily concerned with the time, uh, you know, the, the area of when it was coming out. But to the point that you were saying, Kane, and the point I was trying to make is, if it stayed at June 1st or if, you know, it moving closer to Infinity War, it wouldn't have really made a difference because we know Marvel does take, at least with these bigger movies, uh, at least a month and a half to two months. So that wouldn't have really made much of a difference. But, Nick, I'll kick it over to you. What are your thoughts on Deadpool moving from June 1st to May 18th? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the middle between both of y'all. Like, I think I think it's possible that it could affect its box office numbers. Um, I'm not I, – I do think you make a very valid point, though, Juwan, in that is it going to really affect them that much? Probably not. Um, I think two two big things are at play here. Um, the buzz surrounding the Han Solo movie has not been good. The marketing campaign has been pretty much non-existent. Um, and so that, that's one thing that I, I think, you know, we have to take into account. Yes, it's a Star Wars movie, but if it's a bad movie, even if it's attached to a great franchise, yeah, it'll make some money, um, a lot of money. Um, but, you know, I, I don't necessarily see it, it being, you know, this, this big, huge thing, which kind of plays to a little bit of what Kanan was saying is like, if you had just stayed the week after that, like you probably would be okay. Um, two other things though, I would have just moved it back, like just move it back like a week or two. Um, like sure. You, I mean, you have to compete with Ant-Man and the Wasp, which comes out in, in early July, I want to say like six or something like that. Um, but like, yeah, you have to compete with that, but that, I mean, the first Ant-Man movie didn't like kill the box office. Um, and furthermore, like if your movie's coming out like two weeks after Han Solo, but two weeks before the Ant-Man movie, like 
that puts you in a pretty comfortable little spot. Now, I don't know if there's maybe another movie that's coming out around that time, which is, you know, why they didn't want to do that. It's very possible. Um, but I think another thing you have to consider is there is immense overlap between the audiences of, of you know, probably specifically Infinity War and Deadpool. But you're dealing with a, um, a, a at least a, a slightly different uh, audience. So there's, you know, if you had a Venn diagram, there would be a pretty large overlap. But there's a lot of people who will go see Deadpool who really don't give a shit about Infinity War and definitely won't give a shit about Star Wars. Um, so, uh, you know, like you're you're more of your um, uh, part of the reason why I think Deadpool the first one was so successful is because it played up all these comic book tropes and things of that nature. Um, so I think that that'll go a long way as to helping it out. But yeah, I mean, basically, I, I would have just moved it back a week because um, I, I do think Kanan's right in the sense that I don't I don't see I really don't see the Han Solo movie being like this this juggernaut. Like it'll probably have two successful box office weeks and then just fall off the map. Um, so because uh, like for me, like I'm one of the biggest Star Wars fans that you'll ever meet, and I have no interest in seeing this movie. In fact, uh, I think not only this is weird by Fox, but I think it's weird that Disney is not pushing this back to December. Like, take some time to try and, like, really figure out, you know, you know, to... At this point, it's too late. But, like, what I would have done if I was Disney when we started... when they started having all these reports of all this trouble, I would have just gone ahead push it back to December, don't put it a month after Infinity War, which as Kanan said, could be huge and, you know, it could uh, affect your own your own property uh, from making as much money as it otherwise could have. Uh, Star Wars has proved to be very successful in December and it would have given you potentially more time to get all of your shit figured out. Um, so I, I, I think that's even stranger. Um, but yeah, that's that's just my two cents. I w- I just would have moved it back a week. I think it would have made a little more sense. But bottom yeah, line, I, mean, I don't feel like it's going to maybe a million dollars, million to five million dollars difference. Maybe like I still feel like the people that, who right. are going, yeah, the people who are going to go see Deadpool two are going to go see Deadpool two. I mean, because I the way I look at it is is uh, sorry. I see this Han Solo movie being something that if it is going to make money, it will solely be off of word of mouth. Like, I do not think people are lining up to go see this movie. I do believe people are lining up to go see Deadpool 2, but I do not think if you're a casual moviegoer and the trailer of Han Solo comes on and you're not a fan of Star Wars, I do not believe anything about that movie is making you go, yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to see that opening opening weekend. I do and, not believe. And, I and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, no worries. And one more thing too. I think also you have to factor in, like, we just like saw the Force Awakens, and it was just like such a big divide between Star Wars fans or just moviegoers in general. Yeah, I mean, it's like 50-50 as to whether you liked it or not. I mean, I, I probably I think I know more people who liked it. But there's a ton of people. I mean, you just you just go look up uh uh the last yeah I'm sorry the last Jedi. You just go look up that on YouTube, and there's probably going to see like 75% of the videos that come up are going to be people trashing the movie. So like it, it, 
I think that kind of stigma will stick with people, and no one was ever clamoring for a young Han Solo movie. So I think right. there's a lot of other different factors. I just think I think Disney missed a huge opportunity just to move that back to December. Let those who didn't like The Last Jedi get the bad taste out of their mouth. Use that time to to you know really kind of fix the the problems that you you foresee in the movie and you know go from there. But that's that's well, a different I story. Mean, I suppose. Before I pass it before I pass it back to you, Cannon, because I definitely want you to. Uh, to give a little bit more before before we move on to the New Mutants uh, section of this topic. I do just want to say, um, from everything I'm hearing, Disney has no interest in furthering this Han Solo movie, whether it being from marketing standpoint, whether it being from a promotional standpoint. They just they don't want anything else to do with this movie. They want it to come out, be over with. The only reason why they have not canceled the movie is because they put way too much money into it. But I think they care less for this Han Solo movie than it was apparent Warner Brothers did in uh, allowing Justice League more time for it to completely breathe out, uh, especially after the tragedy Zack went through and everything. Warner Brothers was like, no, you still need to put this movie out. Even though we definitely needed a little bit more time to just fix up a couple more things, Disney in this situation really cares none. That's why you guys haven't heard any mention of when a Han Solo trailer would drop. We have not gotten an official photo of Han Solo. Nothing. I mean, there were reports coming no out that the guy even. that nothing. I mean, there were reports coming out that the guy uh, who's starring as Han Solo, who I apologize, can't remember his name, Alden was so Ehrenreich. bad. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Uh, the reports were coming out that he was so bad that they had to hire an acting coach during scenes. Like an acting coach had to help him during scenes. Just to get through scenes, that's how bad he was. So there's just a lot of a lot of behind the scenes negativity um, that you're hearing about this movie. That really either no one's coming out to defend, or they're not doing anything uh, like to make us forget about it by like giving us a poster or giving us a teaser trailer. Or you know, uh, Donald Glover is very popular right now. At least give us a, a picture of like uh, you know his character. Something they're doing nothing. So that lets you know already that the studio isn't even 100% behind that movie. I guarantee you Ryan Reynolds will have something very creative planned for Super Bowl weekend, and we'll get a full uh, trailer not, not too long after that or that, that night, and then it'll be full, promotion, uh, full uh, marketing uh, steam ahead for, for Deadpool 2. So I think that movie will be fine. Infinity War is going to do what it's going to do. But Deadpool 2, like Nick was saying, a million to maybe five million is what they're, uh, you know, they're looking to possibly miss out on because of Infinity War. But Han Solo will have nothing to do with uh, whatever Deadpool does in the in the box office. But Kanan, I want to pass it to you. What are your thoughts on everything that that's been said? Oh, okay. Well, I I read some interesting stuff on Han Solo on Twitter um, from someone who has um, you know insider knowledge, but I'll get to that in a second as far as the box office goes um no i really think that the the most of the money that will hurt or the big item that will hurt deadpool the most will be um infinity war um because you know sandwiched in there and i think deadpool uh could have had a strong second week if han solo wasn't coming out i i think regardless of 
you know, the drama between it. There was a lot of drama with Rogue One, remember? Remember, there were all the reports of mm-hmm. uh, extensive reshoots and, and stuff was taken out and Disney wanted to lighten it up. And, I mean, whether you like the movie or not, Rogue One turned out to be pretty damn good, and it made a buttload at the box office. So uh, I think to discount some of those uh, rumors um, going around about Solo, um, you know, I, I think it would just be best to take a lot of that with a grain of salt. Um, because I think if you're Disney and you don't have faith in a movie, then you don't bring in one of the best directors ever. You don't bring in Ron Howard and say, we don't care if this movie makes it. I think Ron Howard um, needs to get the benefit of the doubt And when it comes to this film. Now, as far as the star goes, yeah, I've heard that several times, and I really don't have no faith in him anyways. Um, I'm in the group of people that feel like this movie should have never been made, but I think there could be a lot, to, a lot of good that comes from it. Um, and I'm more looking forward to... Um, uh, Donald Glover's role is Lando Calrissian. I think he's going to end up being, um, you know, the spotlight of the film. Um, I think there's going to be some cool moments, especially, you know, the Kessel Run. Um, I love Woody Harrelson, so anything he's in, I'm interested to see his role, plus the, just the nostalgic feel of the Empire being back in the film. So I think there's going to be a lot to take away from this film. Um, I think the film's going to do a lot better than people think. Um, I did see someone on Twitter say that the reason why we haven't seen anything is pretty much because when Ron Howard took over, he reshot the entire film. Um, and that the reason why there's nothing to show is because they're still working on everything. They're still editing. They're still putting it together. So this is probably going to be one of those films that we may get something uh, like a trailer here or there or a um, a teaser shot but I think they could almost be working on this film up until release, um, uh, maybe even a week or two before the movie comes out. Um, they could still be working on this film. I think it's going to turn out a lot better than Justice League, though. Um, I think Disney has a lot more faith in uh, Ron Howard you know, getting the movie complete, and I don't think we're going to have CGI Han Solo mouth like we did with Superman. So... <laughs> I think I think Han Solo is going to be fine. I don't. I just I think that you know the first Deadpool opened up to 132 million. I think if Deadpool had opened up June 1st, I think you're looking at 150, 160. I think now um, sandwiched in between um, or with Infinity War, I think you're maybe looking at you know maybe 100 million or less um, for Deadpool. Will Deadpool have legs? Probably, which may carry it past the first Deadpool. But like I said, I'm not I'm not underestimating um, Infinity War. Um, I've underestimated Marvel on a lot of films, and I just think this film is going to be huge. I just think that everybody is going to come see this film from the people that love Marvel, from the people that hate Marvel. They're going to go and see this film to see what all the hype has been about. And um, you know, we still don't know what could happen. I mean, there could be a couple of things in this film that people just go back to see repeatedly. And, I mean, there could be like a death, a huge moment. So, I mean, I, th- I look for Infinity War to, to to be top box office for um, the first three weeks, you know, maybe even going into the fourth, just depending on how big it is. But, but y'all are right, though. Um, you know, the first two weeks, it's going to – everybody that's going to see it is probably going to run out and see it. Um, but I'm, I'm just not going to underestimate it. I'm not saying Deadpool's going to get killed. I just don't think his box office is going to be a strong opening weekend as it would have been if it had stayed at the June 1st slot. Well, Let me I ask think, you something real. Go ahead, Nick. 
I was just going to say, uh, if, if, like, what's your gut feeling, Kanan? Uh, what makes more money, uh, the Han Solo movie or Deadpool 2? Opening weekend? No, um, just in, in general. Oh, the Deadpool 2 movies overall is going to make more money than Han Solo. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just talking about opening yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say I think we're all in agreement. Infinity War is definitely going to kill the month of May uh, and, some, and somewhat of June. Uh, I think what we were trying to – let me not say we. Let me not speak for you, Nick. I think what I was trying to say, Kanan, is I do not believe it will be a steep uh, difference um, as far as, like, you were saying $100 million. I think that is way – too much to think uh, Infinity War will take from Deadpool 2. Like I said, there are as much as we like to assume the world thinks the way that we do, what made Deadpool so special is not a lot of people knew it was connected to anything superhero-wise. Like, a lot of people that saw that trailer was just like, this looks hilarious, this looks like a lot of fun. I love, you know, I was watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette with my girlfriend saw this guy pop up on, on the show, like, out of nowhere in, in a commercial. Like, just so much of their marketing and stuff brought in people that might not be, like, superhero fans, but that intrigued them because it was funny. You know, Ryan Reynolds, they know Ryan Reynolds, stuff like that. So there might be, a, you know, some people that aren't that big in the whole Marvel Universe and what's been going on with the Avengers and stuff that would prefer to see Deadpool 2. Over that, so to say a hundred million, I think no. that's a little, a little. T- Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm not saying it's going to ki- take away a hundred million dollars. I'm saying that a uh, Deadpool two, Deadpool the first one opened up to 132 million. I'm saying that uh, Infinity War could lower Deadpool's opening um, by 30 or 40 million dollars. Like I don't see Deadpool two opening as much. Yes, because you got to think Deadpool two is an R-rated film. So that's already going to um, hurt it to some degree coming out in May. It's not going to have the benefit of of a slow month um, like February or like March when Logan came out. This movie is a rated R movie stacked between two PG-13 films, one being probably the biggest overall box office comic book movie that the world has ever seen, and then a Han Solo movie that even with bad press could, you know, you know what they say, bad press is good press to a lot of people. People that think, oh my god, this movie sucked, they're going to flock to see it because of Ron Howard, because of the you know, the Star Wars name. So yeah, I think that um, I think Deadpool could really open up just to a, maybe a 95 to 100 million dollars, depending on how well the legs are with Infinity War. Over under well, 100 I'll, million. Uh, I'm going to say right at I'm going to say right at 100 million. You gotta I'm go over under though. Say. That's what over under means. <laughs> okay, I will go. I will. I will go. Yeah, but if I say over, I mean that could be 150 million. I'm saying I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say under uh, 120 million. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about New Mutants. One of uh, the oh, superhero yes. movie, not really superhero movies. One of the Fox Marvel movies that I was definitely looking forward to. It got a pushback of ten, of almost ten months. 
quote unquote, to make the movie scarier. Now, I I understand it. The movie is kind of centered around somewhat teen kid to teenagers. Uh, they're not really adults. They are in real life, but in the movie, I think they're supposed to be like almost mid-teens. Um, so you're trying to capture that it feel, that Stranger Things feel. Uh, so maybe that's why you want to make it scarier. I don't know. All I'm saying before I pass it to you, Nick, is I don't want to say this is a mistake because whatever hype it built for this year, I'm sure it can build the same hype next year. I just don't think it was necessary. I think whatever you were trying to do for this movie, it's going to do it regardless if you make it, like, any scary. Like, I don't think people were heading into this movie going, man, I hope I get the same feeling from this that I got from Texas Chainsaw Massacre when it first originally came out. Like, no one was thinking that walking into a New Mutants movie. So I don't know why that's what they're trying to do. Um, But, Nick, I'll go to you. Uh, What are your thoughts on New Mutants being pushed back 10 months? Uh, There are a couple things. Um, I mean, I feel like, uh, when when does that make it release? Does that make it closer to, like, an October release? Uh, No, it's April. Oh, yeah, April. Ten months. right. Yeah, 10 months. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Yeah, it was from, yeah, yeah, it's April 13th. No, 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 I'm sorry. It was coming out this year, April 13th, so it comes out next year, February 22nd. Okay. Oh, February, okay. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking anyway for some reason. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, but but regardless, um, as far as just, I don't mind them pushing it back. I mean, I, I, but the thing is for me, it's like, if you tell me you're pushing it back cause you want to make it scarier, that just says to me, you want to like go back and edit in a bunch of fucking jump scares. And that I have no interest in that. Like give me like a really suspenseful atmospheric thriller. Like essentially what I was hoping to get out of this movie. And I don't think I'm going to get it at all. I was hoping to get, like, Legion with less psychedelic stuff going on. Because um, Legion is, like, scary as shit. Like, like it, and not scary in the sense of, like, those cheap scares. Like, it's, it lingers. It sticks with you. It makes you think. It's, it's complex. And, like, that's what I like out of my, um, when I go see a, a quote-unquote horror movie or suspense suspense movie, if you will, I mean, whatever you want to call it, Um, but that's not what sells, that's not what makes money, what makes money is jump scares, um, you know, uh, that kind of flashy type of directing, Um, I've still yet to see it, I've heard mostly good things about it, but I've also heard, like, from reviewers that I, like, follow that it's littered with jump scares, Um, now, of course, that's, like like I said, I haven't seen it, Um, but that's Essentially, that makes me like, that basically makes me be like, oh, I'll, I'll just wait till it's, you know, on HBO. Um, which is, you know, if, if this movie fits that mold, that's probably what I'll end up doing again. Because um, it's just not my kind of thing. But I understand it because that's what makes money. Make, my favorite horror movie that I've seen, like, since The Shining uh, was The Witch. Last year's The Witch or now two years ago, 2016. Um, and that didn't make a whole lot of money. It, it was, you know, um, it was certainly atmospheric. Um, it was not littered with jump scares. It was 
Um, and it was much more personal. It was about this family, like, you know, being torn apart because of their um, uh, 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 weird weird belief structure and, and everything else and all this different stuff that tied in. I don't want to spoil a movie for anybody who hasn't seen it, but like that is the kind of film that I, I gravitate to when it's, when it comes to horror movies, I don't think this is going to be that at all. So like, I understand it, but it, it's disappointing. Um, if, if that's what they're indeed doing, which is kind of how I read it. Uh, yeah, well, that's pretty much, I'd assume that's what they meant by it. Because uh, it looked really good, and it looked somewhat scary um, from the trailer that we got. Like, I was really excited to see this movie, um, you know, and everything surrounding it just felt really good. So for them to want to push it back, to make it scarier, and even, to your point, Nick, to possibly add in more jump scares, like I said, I, I don't get how that necessarily benefits you. I mean... Because, I, I don't know, I, I just look at it and it really upsets me because I was really, really, really looking forward to this movie. Now I have to wait a year, um, you know, to, to to see it. You know, and I only had to wait a few months, but whatever. Kanan, what are your thoughts on New Mutants being pushed back ten months? I think it's terrible news for the film. I think the movie, I think this whole to make it scarier thing is bullshit. I think this movie did not test well. I heard that they had some... Uh, testings um, a week or two ago. I just think this movie did not test well. I think the studio right now is kind of in a uh, wait-and-see approach with releasing films. Um, And to be honest with you, I really think that this is going to hurt the film because it was in full-blown marketing. We were getting trailers and TV spots and um, stuff on Twitter and and Facebook thrown out there about the characters. I mean, they were really pushing this for this film to come out this year, and I think a 10-month delay shows that they don't have any faith in it. I think them wanting to go, and if they wanted to go and maybe make the film a little bit scarier, okay, I could see that. You know, you go and do a couple of reshoots. You still have plenty of time to delay this film to maybe October or September or maybe even August um, when the summer season starts to die down, and maybe you pick up that like Suicide Squad crowd, um, or maybe you pick up you know maybe September, or maybe even push this to November, and you know, but to do it a whole another year pretty much to come out next year is insane. And I think that if this film continues to not test well, or Fox just gets to a point, I see them possibly just scrapping the whole thing because when Disney takes over. They're gonna they're gonna do things their way. That's why I don't see that X Force movie getting made, uh, not under Drew Goddard or under Fox. I think that will all be Disney if they want to, uh, you know, go ahead with that movie. Um, I, that multiple man with James Franco, that's not getting made. Um, the New Mutants movie, I just think it's I think it's a nail in the coffin. I think it's bad news. I really do. I think that if they had faith in the film, then this would have been the prime year. Um, especially with the Dark Phoenix coming out. So I think it's more that just the movie didn't test well than it is yeah, to I make mean, it scarier. I mean, honestly, I, I could definitely buy that. And I, I think my initial reaction when I first heard it was like, wait, hold on, you, you're moving this movie back? When, like, yeah. you have a, you have that X-Men movie that no one really is looking for? Why not put it that in, crap back? And keep, yeah, it was in full-blown marketing. Yeah, yeah well, it was full I mean, marketing. And remember the, they the, did the, this to uh, 
I remember they the did this to Jupiter reason... Ascending. Oh yeah, that was true. Well, that movie was just yeah. super garbage. Even the I know, but I mean, yeah, but hey, when Jupiter Ascending, don't your... say it was complete garbage. That was complete garbage. It was, <laughs> no, it was but that block. movie was complete garbage. It was, it was complete garbage. No, but Jupiter mm. Ascending had okay. We're going to we're going to do uh, some reshoots and we're going to delay the film till this date. And then two weeks before the movie comes out, oh, we're delaying it another year. I mean, <laughs> you lose interest. People were so hyped for this film based on the trailer. I mean, I think you were going to be fine with what you got. Nobody wants to go to necessarily a comic book movie and have a bunch of jump scares or make it scarier. I mean, that's just um, to me, yeah. that's a cop out. It's bullshit. See, but- I think I think they do. Like I think that is what audiences wanted out of this because, like, the thing is, like, we know who the new mutants are, but most people don't. They all they like your casual fan is thinking, oh, it's an X Men horror movie. So like, I I bet you, and we're never gonna know this, but if you're right, if it didn't do well in test screenings, I just imagine like, did it? Did either one of y'all see It Comes at Night? This past year, I've heard about no. it, but I I haven't watched no. it yet. Okay, well, it was it was it was the it, it was like a post-apocalyptic movie, um, but it was really a drama like set in that. It was kind of mismarketed um, to get horror fans like to go out and see it. But like I can only imagine if like they were like, yeah, it didn't test very well with audiences. I guess we're gonna have to go back and add in some jump scares. Like that's what I that's what I picture in this scenario. Like I guarantee you, I would like whatever version they were gonna release like that didn't probably didn't test well because it didn't scare people enough it didn't give them that that like ooh that like little bit of adrenaline that doesn't really hold up for replay value anyway um and so they're going to go pump it full of that and it's going to lose whatever sort of mystique that it it actually had well i mean i'll I'll say this i did see it and rewatching it what i loved about it had nothing to do with the element of it being, you know, the, the idea of all the jump scares that that were in it. That's not to me what made that movie really good. It had heart. Uh, I fell in yep. love with with all the characters. Um, it was amazing. Uh, like he, he was just like super out there, super like weird. It was it was funny, scary, but like still weird, scary. It just it was like a, a big bundle of just fun. Uh, after did it have the Did it have the turtle thing in it? No. No, oh, no, I wish I had the turtle thing. Like, but, see, I that's mean, the kind of film that I want to see, like, really fucking out there. But that's not no, going to play not well with general there. audiences. It's, <laughs> it's out there, but not that out there. But I mean, okay, when, when I look enough. at New Mutants, when I look at New Mutants doing this, my biggest issue is, all right, you're saying you wanted to make it more scarier. We see through that. We see through it either on Kanan's side or on Nick's side, with it being you wanted to have more jump scares. Let's say they're erring on the side of you, Nick, and they just purely only wanted to add more jump scares. You really think that's going to give your movie an extra, what, $10, $15, $20 million in the box office? No. The same people that would see that with more jump scares was going to, you know, would have still seen it in April of this year when it came out with less jump scares. That's not necessarily what's going to make you more money. You could have just given us this, this version of it, and if you wanted to spend between now and and when the DVD comes out to maybe add in, like, an extended version with more jump scares, then do that. But to push it back a full 10 months, I kind of – I'm sorry. I have to agree with Kanan. I, I'm not going to lose my interest because I did love what I saw from the trailer, so I'm still excited for it. 
But I promise you, I will forget about this movie by May. I'll forget about it, and then it'll take until, like, October, November when they show the trailer again for the following year for me to go, oh, yeah, okay, all right, I'm back on. But I will definitely forget about this movie. It is not something that will stick in my brain till February 22nd of next year. And I think that's going to be the same for a lot of people um, come May. Like, all the movies we're getting this year, people will forget about New Mutants. And I think that was a, a missed opportunity to put out a movie that a lot of a lot of just fans who saw the trailer. Like, I didn't – Canon has his ear to the ground a lot more on if people didn't necessarily like it. But I didn't hear that many bad things about it uh, from the trailer. Like, when people saw the tra- – I didn't hear people going, oh, it looks horrible. I don't want to see it. It looks crap. It looks really good. It definitely captured uh, my interest. So I was looking forward to it this year. But it being pushed back 10 months. What month are we in? I'd even say after leaving Black Panther, I'll forget about New Mutants. So I, yeah, I definitely well, think it'll definitely somewhat have an effect on it in that manner. But go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, Tanny, I, I, you could totally be right. Like, it could just be a garbage movie. And so they're just like, well, we got to try to salvage what we can, and it's going to take us 10 months to do that. Um, and that could totally be it. Um but, it, it, like, I don't know. There's just this thing, like, I don't trust test audiences. Um, and I, like, I don't really trust audiences in general. Like, I trust I trust a critic score even more than I trust an audience score. Um, which, you know, I mean, even those those are, you know, bad from time to time. Um, or, or, or I shouldn't say bad, but they don't line up with how I see things from time to time. But more more often than not, the critics were as closer to how I feel than the than the audience score. Um, so like I just I feel like it may not be bad. It may just not be what people thought they were gonna get, and then so they didn't like it. So they're like, well, fuck. Like it's not scary enough. It's too weird and atmospheric. So we gotta you know t- take all this down and like you know, try to try to redo everything to make it fit the, the mold of your typical horror movie more, you know, like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just, maybe it's just my, my cynical nature, but I, I feel like that there's a distinct possibility that that could be it. Yeah. Well, well they I also mean, said, I, I, go ahead, Cannon. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, you know, they also are saying that they're also delaying it because of the, um, the delay overseas. I, I guess that, um, New Mutants would have come out in April here, but it wouldn't have come out um, overseas. It would have come out overseas around the same time Deadpool would have came out. So it would have been they would have been competing against each other. I guess I would have bought that more than the scarier thing, but I don't really buy delaying a movie ten months, um, which you know really. I mean, really, it's, you know, kind of more... I mean, it's 10 months because it comes out in April, but, I mean, we're still... It's going to be like a year to us because it's January, right. and we're not going to get to see it till February. So it's a long it's a long ways away. And if Dark Phoenix comes out and it doesn't perform well, then I just... I honestly, I, I wish we were doing buy or sell on this because the way I'm feeling right now, I'm just going to sell this movie... Uh, I mean, buy this movie never happening. If, especially if Dark Phoenix comes out and it doesn't perform well. Uh, I think Fox at that point will just kind of be like, all right, um, we're just going to shut down the, the comic book movie uh, division and we're just going to wait till Disney, to, or you know, maybe they'll just go ahead and say, Disney, here's the characters, you know, start to work on what you want to and then go from there. I mean, it, you know, I just don't see them really putting much emphasis on it. I mean, you know, 
I just don't know why they don't release this movie now. Maybe you delay the opening overseas of the movie, uh, or you know, you you put it out like I said, you put it out in August or September. But I mean, a whole year away, pretty much, is just it's insane. I, I don't I don't understand it. But you know, yeah, I don't I mean, want a movie studio. Honestly, I think it's going to really hurt it. Honestly, the biggest reason why I definitely believe what what you were saying, Kanan, uh, is because think about when they finish filming. And how did you let it get from then to now to decide to push the movie back for you to mm-hmm. edit things about it? And then if the things that you need to edit aren't that, like, you know, aren't that complex, like it's a few things here or there, like you said, Kanan, just put it out in October. Like, why does it have to be all the way into next year? Like, that does let the fan base, what well, I won't say it, it forces them to, but it does for some, make us think, did you not have faith in it? Like, because you got this far, and we were only a few months out from actually, from its actual release, and you decide now you want to push it back? That, to me, is super sketchy. I never bought it when they said they wanted to add, you know, more scary elements to it. I thought that was full of shit. Ten months is what really put me off. (laughs) That really put me off. But let's let's move on. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, just real quick, remember we did we we talked about this on an episode. Remember we were all sitting around and we were discussing when New Mutants wrapped, we were all like, "Holy cow." I mean, they finished the movie in what 45 days. It seemed like they started and it yeah, was, it was like quick. 45. It was almost like 2 months of filming and they were finished with it. And we were all like, "Holy cow, that that was really quick." So, you know, I I I, I think well, I believe the kind of believe the the stuff going around about the screenings. I think we saw some really great moments from the film, but I just don't think this film tested well with either the executives or somebody, and they were just like, hey, you're going to have to overhaul this movie. You're going to have to add this or, you know, whatever they're saying. But I, I just think it's really going to hurt the, the fans because that, right, that news that came out about that movie, I saw a lot of pissed off people. They were so devastated this film was getting pushed back so far. Yeah. No, I'm with them. And I, honestly, uh, that and um, Dark Phoenix started filming around the same time. Dark Phoenix finished, yep. I want to say, maybe three or four weeks after New Mutants did. So if yep. that's something to look at, we should definitely fear uh, Dark Phoenix, especially because uh, they do not have the best track record. But let's move on to something we are hoping does start a good track record, and that is Sony's standalone uh, Spider-Man films that don't have Spider-Man in them. Uh, <laughs> We got our first uh, official look at, and I will not use the word Venom, because we didn't see Venom. We saw Eddie Brock, which is just Tom Hardy. So it wasn't really a first look at anything. It was, here's a look at Tom Hardy, pretty much is all they should have said. But IGN, I will say this, uh, that was a very slick way of you getting um, millions of people to tune in to your website to see the first official look at Venom, which we got no trailer or no teaser trailer. Uh, it looks like they're still filming. Uh, they're, they're close to uh, finishing up on, on filming. Um, we got no teaser. We didn't see him, like, with symbiote on his body or anything. We saw a guy holding a notebook that looked super similar to Tom Hardy. I won't say it was Tom Hardy because, um, according to them, it was Venom. Uh, but... It was good to hear from the director, hear the direction that the film is, is, is going in, see how excited Tom Hardy was uh, 
you know, to see how excited Tom Hardy is about this project uh, is always good to see. Hopefully everything pans out and we don't have to wait an additional 10 months for that movie. Uh, but, Nick, I will pass it to you first. Uh, what were your thoughts on our first look at Tom Hardy in a green jacket holding a notebook? Uh, he's a handsome fellow. I'll give him that much. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really care. Um, like, I mean, I'm super excited for the movie. I mean, and really because Tom Hardy's in it. Like, that's the only reason that I give any I care in the world about this. So Tom Hardy's cast got, like, all right, I'm on board. Michelle Williams gets cast. Now, I think uh, Riz Ahmed was cast. I like him a lot. Um, he was terrific in the night of uh, the HBO miniseries. Um, and uh, and now Woody, is, is Woody confirmed? Is he, like, confirmed now, or is that still up in the air? They they didn't confirm him. I believe they just said he was uh, he was up for a role or was looking at a role for Venom Cannon. I know you could speak more to this, but I do not recall them uh, – officially announcing him because uh, I know a lot of these these actors when they're up for a role and the studio doesn't confirm them they'll do an interview with someone will ask them about it like Mark Strong just did an interview where he was going in depth about what his character is going to be and then the secrecy behind Shazam so that let us know like okay so he's definitely in the movie or he wouldn't have the script so I mean until I hear Woody Harrelson uh, like say he's in it or Sony officially confirm who he is and his character, I'm going to still say it's up in the air. Uh, okay. You know, that, that's just point, what I'm going to land on. Yeah. My, my point being, like, that would be another great addition to the cast. And I've tried to steer clear of, of delving into too much of the two different comic storylines that, that they're reportedly basing this off of. Um, but, you know, I have heard a little bit here and there and that kind of aspect of it gets me excited too. My biggest thing is I just, I just really hope they're very vague about when it takes place. So that way, if it's, if it's a huge success and you know, they got, they're going to try to rope this into, well, it exists in the MCU, but they, they don't quite, uh, we're not going to share characters at least yet, you know, like have it be where, you know, Venom can still have his original storyline that we just never see. We didn't see a Spider-Man origin. We don't need to see a Venom origin. Um, it could just have already existed, um, and this film could be, like, five years in the future, like, as far as the timeline is concerned. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that that's, that's more of the, the direction that they go. That's, like, honestly the biggest thing that even concerns me at this point. Hello? Do we lose you on? I think so. Um, oh, wait, well, I'm Kane, here. Hold on. Hold on. I'm here. Okay. I'm sorry. I had myself on mute. I apologize. I was asking you a question and wondering why you weren't answering me. Uh, <laughs> uh, my question to you, Nick, before I pass it to Kanan. Sorry, guys. Um, if we get a, a finally get an official look at Venom, like actually him in the symbiote, and it has a spider on the chest, but then they say it is no connection to Spider-Man. Will that bother you? Uh, it won't bother me if that's, like, what they say in the press release because um, it's probably – I mean, obviously, we don't know the inner workings of the deal they have worked out with, with Disney, um, but it will probably be what they have to say. Um, I just don't want – I just want the movie to play out vague about it. Like, I don't, I don't really pay too much attention into what, you know – 
Kevin Feige says versus what Amy Pascal says, yada, yada, yada. Like, I mean, they're just, they're each going to say what they're going to say. And like, as long as it, if I can go and watch this movie and at least I can pretend that it takes place in the MCU, like five years in the future, then I'll be happy. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I do know a lot of people were saying that if he has the spider on his chest, that's from Spider-Man. So right. it's like if you have the spider on the chest and then you're telling us uh, very adamantly that Spider-Man and him will not be connecting, uh, it, to, to some people it's just kind of like, okay, do I believe that? Because how can you have one without the other? But we do know a lot of these superhero movies could care less about the source material. They're just looking to uh, put out a good movie. So if that means they think doing this design or that design works for their character, they could care less if it connects to what we wish it would. So, I mean, I I, I wouldn't be necessarily heartbroken about it, but to me it'll just kind of send mixed messages, which is what Amy and Kevin Feige are sending us. So that's why it would really confuse me because you got one that's like, yeah, maybe it'll connect, you know, sometime, sometime soon. And then the other guy's like, no, it won't. So I, that would confuse me even more. Um, but, Kanan, I go to you. What are your thoughts on our first look at Tom Hardy? And I'll pose to you the same question. If we do see Venom with the spider on his chest, would that upset you? Uh, No, it wouldn't upset me. I mean, because that's how I'm used to seeing Venom. So, I mean, I really would, you know, hope that they give him the the spider look on his chest. I mean, as far as the, um, uh, I, I've been, I've said it all along. I feel like Sony's missing out on Venom not being in the the Spider-Man universe, uh, you know, or that's the way that they they claim that they're they're going. I mean, you can still have this R-rated movie and it still be in the universe and and mix them in a PG-13 film. Um, because I, I, I'm pretty sure you know they're going to go with Carnage in this film, and if Carnage doesn't make it out of this film, then you know Venom can be in a, a PG-13 character. I think Carnage is an R-rated character, and it's very hard to do a PG-13 Carnage the right way. Um, but as far as the picture goes, I mean the picture is just a picture of Tom Hardy. I, I posted that on Twitter. And I was like, oh, we got our first look at uh, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. And people were just like tweeting back, like, huh, laughing, like, dude, that's Tom Hardy. That's not, you know, that's not, you know, it's like they made, you know, IGN hyped up this big, oh, we, we got this first look at, at Venom, and it's it's Tom Hardy. Um, so um, the hype for the movie's there. I'm with you uh, as far as Woody Harrelson goes. I don't think they would hype him up and then not put him in the film. Wouldn't that be uh, cool, though, to, if it, to find out he's uh, Carnage? And that would be that would like, that would put that movie on a whole nother level for a lot. Hell of people. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It would because I mean Nick and honestly, if that does happen, I want you guys to remember when we were talking about our most anticipated movie. Remember Nick, I went with Venom because of if that movie does well. To which I wanted to uh, this all connects, so you guys don't think I'm just throwing praise my way. Um, you were saying, Kanan, of Sony missing an opportunity on combining the two. What if it's not Sony? What if it's Kevin Feige? What if Kevin Feige is like, what if this movie comes out and does not do well? Do I want to connect? Do I want to put our name on this? What if Kevin Feige's like, let the movie come out if it's if it's what it should be in the box office, which we're all hoping very well. Then it's like, okay, then we can figure out ways 
that we can, uh, you know, incorporate the two. But honestly, if this movie comes out and it's super dark, I mean, like, very dark, the way that we need it to be if you're having Venom versus Carnage, you got to think about it like this. Think about how light, even though it had some somewhat dark moments, how light Homecoming was. And picture bringing Tom Holland's light Spider-Man into a dark world of Venom and Carnage. Kevin Feige might be sitting back looking at these things. So I don't know if I'd say it's mm. if I'd put if I'd put it all on Sony because I believe Sony at this point in time want to attach their name to anything that'll make a lot of money. So I doubt Kevin Feige made a phone call and said, "Hey, why don't we incorporate the two? And Sony was like, "Yeah, no, no, thank you." I think it might have been the other way around. I think Kevin Feige might not want to attach his name to it yet. And I was even saying, Nick, when I was saying uh, that Venom is my most anticipated movie, because if it does well, you then have, like, you then force the hand of it having to connect. Because it's like, all right, well, how many more of these solo Venom movies can you do without ever mentioning Spider-Man? Like, you can't have, well, I guess you can uh, have a trilogy of Venom, but it'll just be so weird to have a full trilogy or two movies of Venom with no mention ever of Spider-Man. It'll just, it'll be so weird. But uh, to what you were saying, Kane, and, and the, the point of me saying what I was saying, I think it might be more so on Kevin Feige's side of him not necessarily wanting to sign off on the two of those worlds mixing just yet. So like I said, there's so many loopholes on how you can incorporate it in. Avengers 4 just finished wrapping that we'll get into a little later. You could definitely have Spider-Man come back from space and their symbiote that was stuck to his suit that he didn't notice. Like you, there's so there's so many different things that you could do that would blend the two of them. And there's still time to do so. We don't even know that's already in the movies or not. So, but it'll definitely be interesting to see what they do of that. But IGN definitely got the finesse of the year because they fooled it. Like I said uh, to start, millions because we all thought we were going to see something spectacular and. We just saw Tom Hardy reading a book, so that was definitely not yeah. what they hyped one, it to be. <laughs> one more thing before we move on. Um, that's why I think the the um, the Venom movie being very ambiguous is important because, like you said, if if they make it and it is wildly successful, they could they could then do Venom in. in a future Spider-Man movie as a prequel to this movie. Does that make sense? So, like, this movie actually yeah. takes place after after that. Um, and, and I think the other big thing that Sony is, is trying to do is they're trying to win back the leverage because when they signed up with, with um, Disney to, to have this, to bring this character in and, and to kind of share it, um, they pretty much gave all the leverage to Disney, um, and if they can establish Venom and they can establish, uh, you know, Silver and Black um, as viable movies on their own, um, then there's nothing that says, I, at least not that I'm aware of, after the contract's up, they can just take back the character and they've already got an existing universe. Um, I don't think that would be what's best for either Sony or Disney, but it at least gives gives Sony a little more leverage to, to be like, Okay, like we'll we'll sign a new deal, but we want like and we'll even let you like take the lead on how to go about incorporating the character. But like we want the third Spider Man movie to be about Venom. Um and we wanna 
put Tom Hardy in it, um, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, I mean, I think that that's something uh, that Sony is definitely, you know, trying to uh, trying to use as leverage. Yeah, and honestly, uh, to them, and that's why if they're listening to us fans, I hope they were thinking, uh, like, as fans, when the idea of uh, bringing on Woody Harrelson, because if you're, if you're putting uh, Carnage in here and you're going to give us the Carnage that we know from the comics, or at least close to it, I, you can't get that character wrong. And this movie, you can't get wrong. Because think about this, guys. Venom is easily the only thing Sony is doing superhero-wise or, or comic book-wise that we have any interest in. So picture if they mess up Venom. Will we want to see a silver and black movie? Will we want to no. see uh, anything else that they that, – because if you can't win with Tom Hardy, there's not much else you could do that would interest us in the slightest going forward. So if you're well, Sony, and, and Tom Hardy with ahead, your sorry. two second most popular Spider-Man characters. Venom exactly. and Carnage are right. easily your two second most popular characters. Absolutely. So if you drop the ball on that, that ruins any – like you said, Nick, uh, very well also – um, it ruins any leverage you, you may have or, or you hope to gain, and it'll ruin anything that you were thinking of doing going forward. So this movie, like I, like I said, a lot is riding on this Venom movie. That's why it's my most anticipated. Black Panther, if that movie doesn't do what we expect it to do, we still have Infinity War, we still have Ant-Man and Wasp. If this, move, if this Venom movie doesn't do what it should do, that's it. <laughs> that, that's, that's Sony's. Like, that's it for Sony. They can't do anything else because the people will never get behind them. Uh, so, you know, we're just hoping for the best of this film. Tom Hardy looks really excited. Uh, those Venom shirts look awesome. I can't wait for them to go on sale somewhere so we can get some of those Venom shirts. And hopefully IGN isn't who uh, is in control when we finally do get a first look at Venom because we'd hate to see a, a picture of Eddie Brock sleeping instead of reading this time. Um, but let's move on to some other good news that we got. To John Wick uh, fans, it is official. Uh, John Wick TV show is in the works at Stars with Keanu Reeves to return. But before we get into this topic, Joel is on the line. Joel, what's going on, buddy? What is good, everybody? What's up, dude? What's up? I was waiting for Cannon to give you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm like, I was waiting for Cannon to say. <laughs> Cannon gave you the most rudest sup. Look at your look at your wand trying to like uh, add some fire. Like like he wants us Wait, to like no. bite. Hold on, hold on, Cannon. The what's up that you gave Joel is the same what's up like. If you're a brother and your sister brings home a guy, like, and the guy goes, hey, what's going on, man? You give him the sup. Like, that's the sup you just gave Joel. Like, nah, well, I don't like you, I dude, did, I did liken Joel to a dirty wash rag uh, when you were creating those that's avatars. True. So, I mean, you know. You did. You point. were not respectful to Joel. Uh, <laughs> but, Joel, I will ask you, in all fairness, because I do know how much you do love uh, the character. I will ask you before we move into this John John Wick conversation. Uh, we got our first look at Tom Hardy um, from okay. IGN. Um, <laughs> notice I didn't say Venom. Um, so the question <laughs> I ask everyone is, uh, this Venom movie, if we get um, the Spider logo on Venom's chest in this movie, uh-huh. but no mention of Spider-Man, will you be upset? 
uh, I'll be perturbed if they don't at least explain why there's a spider logo on his chest. There has to be a reason because that's the one thing that irked me the most about it. You got to remember when the Venom movie was announced, I'm like, and if they said it was not going to be connected to Spider-Man at all, I'm like, that makes no sense. That's why it's like, as as excited as I am for Venom, I'm also hesitant because I'm like not sure how they're going to pull this off without Spider-Man being involved at all because like it, it's a spin-off of Spider-Man. So yeah, right. I would be kind of upset if they don't give at least explain the spider. Uh, if they explain it in a decent way, I'll be less up, uh, upset about it. As long as they explain it well, I'm okay with it. But they gotta at least well, can't just be well, random. What about, what about this though? What if they explain it and it's like it makes no fucking sense? Like I would rather them just not explain <laughs> it and leave it leave it open ended for you know possibly <laughs> or, the future. You know, or, like <laughs> that would annoy or Nick. Though. What they could yeah. do. What they could do, guys, is just leave the spider logo off of the chest, and then when those two characters meet, and that that symbiote leaves Eddie and takes on yeah. to Peter, and then you know, and then goes back to Eddie, you could say, it, you know, Venom is, you know, is supposed to to look like Spider-Man, like a more aggressive version of Spider-Man. That's mm-hmm. why he now has the symbol on his chest. So if you do it that way, that's fine. But I'm with Joel. Right. If you have it there, you have to explain it. So I just I, rather I not have it. Go I'm ahead, just picturing, like, what I want to see now, I'm just picturing, like, let's say, like, Riz Ahmed's character, which I think is, like, the mad scientist-type character. I can't remember yeah. his name. But, like, let's just say, like, he walks up, like, he's, like, you know, Eddie Brock is in, like, you know, doesn't have the, the thing over his face, but has the rest of the, like, Venom, Venom uh, suit, and it's got the little spider logo on it and like the the science is like Riz Ahmed just walks up and he's like what's with the spider and like you know Tom Hardy's just like gives one of his like like one of just one of his grunts and then just like walks (laughs) off like I would love that I would think it was because it would be like a little a little nod but like not going over the line as far as fucking with Spikey you know yeah I think we um I think we I think we missed out on yeah, I don't know where Sony's going to go with this. I know that Marvel has him on loan for like at least two more movies, um, and I I just feel like if Sony had given up the rights to Spider Man, we could have gotten a, a great semi like origin story with him in the MCU. Uh, I know the whole uh, reveal in Civil War had people hyped up, but I think we could have gotten. Spider-Man the right way. I, mean, I love the Raimi films. To me, those are the best ones uh, for right now. I didn't care for the Amazing Spider-Man movies, but I think if Sony had said after the Amazing Spider-Man, they said, you know what, we're just, we're going to give you, we're going to give Sony the rights to Spider-Man, then I think Marvel could have started out. We could have built towards it, and then we would have had Venom. Uh, we would have had. Well. Um, you know, maybe uh, a, a better version than that sideshow freak Green Goblin we had in Amazing Spider-Man. I just think they missed out. I know they're not going to go that route, and that's fine. That's just me kind of nitpicking a little bit. But I, mean, I would love in the next Spider-Man movie, even if they don't show Venom, just have Spider-Man say, you know, I'm dealing with, oh, you know, say Craven. i got to deal with this guy wanting to hunt me. There's some freak uh morphing into a spider uh across town. I mean just kind of just like little nods here and there. And then when Sony gets all the the rights back, then they're like, okay, you know what? Let's let's put them together. It's just going to be a well, huge waste, man, to finally see the two meet up. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know if Spider-Man's biggest exist. enemies. This is what I want well, to you just have it exist in the future. Like you don't ever say the right. date. You don't ever see the date right. anywhere. So that way, it just, yeah. it just, you know, it, there's a possibility and, that it, it could just exist, you know, way in the future. And we know Marvel. Marvel does time jump because we do know Guardians is, I believe, four years before uh, Guardians Two. I think is like four years before Infinity War or something like that. So they do time jump. That's why they don't often use. Like say it's two thousand and, and whatever they don't actually do that. That way they can time jump whenever they need to. But to the except point that you made, except in the Spider Man, uh, where except in the Spider Man movie when it didn't make that any is fucking true. sense. <laughs> that is very true. Um, but I will say, Cannon, really quick before we move on to John Wick, I didn't want a Spider Man origins film. Like that was one thing when they when Marvel said they uh, were gonna give us Spider Man Homecoming, I was really hoping that we didn't get. I don't want an origin film. I feel as though we had it once. I do not need it. Actually, twice. I'm sorry. I do not need it the third time. How many well, different ways can you give us the same origin story? I don't need it that many times. And, well, an interesting... Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, you're going to get an origin film with Fantastic enough, Four, so... Interestingly enough, like, Sony didn't want to do an origin movie when they did the the um, Amazing Spider-Man series. They had to. It was like they were contractually obligated that if they like like recasted the the, the character, that they had to do an origin story. It was some fine print in the um, in in like the contract or whatever uh, the rights that they had. Um, so like they didn't even want to do it the second time they did it. Yeah. Well, listen, it's one of those things where it's like. You, you, you've seen it. You kind of don't need to keep saying it. But let's move on to John Wick. Uh, and Joel, right. since you missed a good portion of it, uh, of the beginning of the show, I will go to you first. John Wick Alrighty. TV show is in the works at Stars. Bet you 50 Cent's yep. pretty upset with that. Um, and no, Keanu Reeves is set. Well, no, I, I'm just saying 50 gets upset anytime a new show that could possibly do a little better than his comes out. Um, yeah, I guess Keanu that's a good Reeves point. is set. <laughs> you know he's going to have something to say. Uh, Keanu Reeves <laughs> is set to return in some capacity. Uh, I don't know if it's to star in it, uh, like like as the lead or to be in, in it here and there. Um, but I don't really think he has anything else going on, so why not just be the lead? Um, Joel, I will go to you first. What are your thoughts on us getting a John Wick TV show with stars uh, and Keanu Reeves set to return? I'm excited. I was excited when I first heard about it, and uh, from what I'm hearing, it's about the Continental, so it won't be him as the focus. I think he'll just cameo here and there. Um, It's about the Hotel of Assassins, so like, it's going to be awesome. Like, I think everyone was intrigued by the whole idea of the hotel. Mm-hmm. That was, like, that's a safe haven for the assassins. And that's basically, I think, the premise of the story is the story of the, the Continental and the assassins that come in and out of it. So, I, obviously, they, they're going to jump off with John Wick showing up because that's where we heard about it was in John Wick. But it's not like we need a whole show of John Wick. The movies are just fine enough. There are other assassins we can focus on. And, the, and that's a, it's on, um, you said stars, right? I think it was stars. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yeah, they have on stars. They could get bloody. You know, that's all I'm worried about. I don't want them to hold back and want no G-rated John Wick type shit. I want John Wick type shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they're gonna go with the story, and I'm excited that that uh, Keanu Reeves agreed that to show up uh, once in a while. Absolutely. Uh, before I pass it to you, Nick, I did want to ask you, Joel. 
So you would you wouldn't be a fan of this show possibly. We know it's not going to, but if this show took place right after John Wick three? Um well it depends. Like if it's after John Wick three and John Wick three already came out, sure. <laughs> but I don't want it to be after John Wick three and John Wick three hasn't been released yet. Um, well, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm speaking hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I no, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, no, nah, that doesn't bother me at all. Huh? All right, because to me, Keanu Reeves, uh, I love Keanu Reeves most as John Wick. If you tell me I can right. get a, a full season taking up after wherever John Wick three leaves off, and the show is about him and the 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 hotel or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And it's centered around John Wick. I'd be in love with that. Uh, but I definitely get your point. Uh, the movies are, are sufficient, and if the third one ends with like you know John Wick not really wanting to to do this that often, uh, we see mm-hmm. him only in, in you know only in small amounts in the show. I'd be fine with that. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on the John Wick TV show on Stars and Keanu returning? Uh, I bloody love it. Um, I. <laughs> I honestly like I wasn't the hugest fan of the the first John Wick movie. Um and, and it mainly just because of the, the the like last half of the movie. Um or the last like, third the, <laughs> the third act of the movie. Um because I, I just I did not like the big bad. Like his character motivation didn't make sense to me. It was just it was like you just got off the hook, you know, from John Wick killing your ass, and and now you're gonna like bait him, like, and then all of a sudden he's like some badass fighter at the end. Like, none of it made sense to me. Um, the third act, anyway. Um, the second one I really liked because um, everything made sense. It it upped the game. It got a little more over the top, but I didn't mind that because I mean it is a it is a Keanu Reeves action movie. Um, but they're they're just fun films, and the best part about the whole series is the Continental. Like, I don't want John Wick to have anything more than a cameo in this show. Like, I just want it to be about the Continental. And what I would do is I would have the very first season set up, like, right around the first John Wick movie, and you just see him. Like, if they could, if they could structure this show where it's about the hotels, and they could structure the episodes to line up, like, say, season one, takes place during the first John Wick movie. And so you only see him when he's coming in and out of the hotel. And then like, but like the, the, the first movie coincides with the first season. And then they do that for season two for the second movie. And then season three for the third, like that, that to me is how you should do it. And just have him appear, like reappear and, and like shoot new scenes, but just have it take place while he's in there in, in within the first movie. So you're like recapturing parts of the first movie, though they're not really significant to the plot of your television show. He's just another person like who's in the hotel. Um, yeah, I like, but I, I like that too. I like that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Joel. Like, I, like we, we can, we can see John Wick in the John Wick movies. Like, I, I want to see all the other crazy motherfuckers that are in this hotel because, like, the, the, the just the essence of just the Continental is. So rich and filled with so much possibility. Like, yeah, just give me more of that. And yeah. and like like Joel said, a lot of violence and a lot of TNA, and you can get that on stars. So good. Absolutely. Um, when when I first Word. heard that they were going to do this <clears throat> TV show, I imagined in my head uh, kind of like Smoke and Aces, but um, but obviously having to do with the Continental and stuff like that. So I really like yeah. uh, your idea. 
a lot more, Nick. Um, but I, I was just thinking smoke and aces, but with the Continental. But I really love your idea. Um, Kanan, what are your thoughts on the John Wick TV show uh, and Keanu Reeves set to return? Well, I love both of the films, so I'm excited um, because I think this spinoff can go a long way to introducing us to the John Wick world as I think there's a lot of interesting characters um, that were in both movies that could be fleshed out a little bit more. I think it just depends on um, the time period um, that they do the film. Um, I think if it's maybe before John Wick retired, um, then you can get into a lot of the characters that were there before, um, like um, his former boss, Vigo. Uh, I think you could maybe even have um, cameos by like Willem Dafoe's character, uh, maybe John Leguizamo. Um, I really think that I would love, if they're going to do the Continental um, in uh, New York City or um, – uh, then I think that you have to either have cameos every now and then or have them be um, in a supporting role. I think Ian McShane would be great to bring back um, since he runs the Continental. Uh, and also Lance Reddick, sure. the hotel manager. Um, yeah. those, I think you definitely have to have at least th- those two people because they are the Continental. Um, right. It would just be weird not seeing at least – Lance Reddick, you know, who's the hotel manager, when people come up to check in. Um, I think Keanu Reeves doing, um, you know, maybe a sh- an appearance maybe once or twice um, throughout the season wouldn't be so bad. I don't want it to be – I kind of in a way – I mean, I wouldn't be mad because, like I said, I love the movies. But I, if they're going to go this route, I don't want it to be all about um, Keanu Reeves because then it just becomes a John Wick TV show. Um, so – um, but I'm excited about it because, like I said, it's if you love the movies and you love the um, the world that the movies built, then I think they they can have a lot of great spinoffs. I think Stars does great with their um, shows. Um, they've got a pretty good track record, like HBO. Um, I think Ash vs. Evil Dead is great if you like that show and you you know uh, Black Sales. Um, was on Stars, um, another uh, good alternative. Um, I know there's another. I think there's another uh, show that comes on Stars. Um, American almost like God. Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, and that had uh, yeah. Ian McShane in it Power. too, didn't it? Yeah, and, and yeah, Magic yeah. City was a really good show. It was short-lived, but it yes, was really it was. good. Yes, it was. And Power. Yes. Like um, Joel said. Pa- yeah, Power yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, hey, by the yeah. way, are we, Jawan, are we still on board with uh, having the mechanic show up in John Wick 3? Listen, I definitely want you know I'm right there with you. Honestly, I just finished watching um, Atomic Blonde, and I need yeah. that to be in there, too. I need all three of them to be trying yeah, to yeah. kill each other or oh, two of them trying goodness. to kill John Wick. You would, that you, would well, be you, the only thing is you would, have to, you would have to age, like the age discrepancy because Atomic Blonde takes place in the 80s, so that, that would be your biggest problem. But, Who cares? Um, it's an but, action Yeah, film. I mean, that's true. You could just suspend the leaf, I guess. But, but like, how cool would it be, though? Like, how cool would it be if, like, you, uh, like, did the TV show and the first season came out before John Wick 3, and then, like, at the very end of the first season, like, the mechanic just shows up. It'd be, like, the, the Bruce That'd Willis so moment awesome. from Split. And then you're like, holy <laughs> shit, is he going to be at John Wick 3? Like... That, yeah, that would blow my mind. And and by the way, in case any of y'all are wondering, 
Um, the same studio that does John Wick released the mechanic sequel. They didn't release the first one, but they released a sequel. Right. So you, I don't think the rights Starring would be an Jason issue. Statham. Right. Yeah. Starring so, Jason Statham. Well, they both had People Statham. have no idea who the mechanic are. No, no, no. I'm saying who, case know, people don't know who the mechanic are. Uh, oh, okay. But yeah, Nick, I, you know I'll forever be with you on that, man. Uh, I will say, if you're going to say John Wick 3 is the last movie we get, uh, you know, with Keanu Reeves starring as, as John Wick, why not go out on a, on, on a bang and have Jason Statham be the guy he has to defeat to stay alive? That would be a good one, man. Either that or they could, like, they they could start out as enemies and team up at the end. Like, I feel like That'd that be would even be better. even because he's got all the assassins after him, right? Like, that's how the second yeah. one ended. And the world. So, like, <laughs> what, yeah, so what if, like, what if, like, the only way that he can make it is is to, like, contact the mechanic and it's like revealed that he's just they're like old pals or some shit like and it's, so them, awesome. it's the two of them <laughs> oh like, and and you get you get a mechanic trilogy like because you get both they both have two movies so you get two trilogies yep. out of it like yeah uh, it would just be fucking dope dude can, can john wick jo- you could just have you could just have the title be john wick goes to the mechanic. And then that'd be, that'd just be so perfect. Uh, that's, that's a little <laughs> corny, but... That does sound bad. Can Jason Slater ruin this too? Lose the transporter? <laughs> yeah, I prefer the transporter. Yeah, can he dual role as the transporter? Can he, like, be the transporter and the mechanic? Uh, well, I don't know, man. You could have transporter be what he did after uh, his life... Uh, from the mechanic, he he went and just was driving for people, and that's where he got his skills. You know what he did in, as the mechanic is how he started with his skills and stuff like that. I don't know. I think that's way too convoluted. Uh, we have a lot more. <laughs> well, to I, go, I but... say the mechanic because they own. I think they own the rights to the character because they already yeah. no, produced one of the films. Yeah. I don't think they own I'm the rights to. So so, and I I personally just think the mechanic is that character fits the John Wick. Um, uh, I agree. Vibe I mean, better. Listen, yeah. I'm just I'm gonna say this also uh, has nothing to do with John Wick or the mechanic. But can we get a goddamn salt too, please? God, I love that yeah. movie. Anyway, yeah, uh, let's no, let's move. I, I've always wanted to see Salt versus Atomic Blonde. That would have been awesome. But anyway, let's oh, move on. Always. Um, <laughs> well, not always. After <laughs> anyway. Uh, for, for about six months, he's wanted to see that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, our next topic is a three-headed one. Um, we have Avengers 4 has wrapped. James Gunn has pretty much leaked that Guardians 3, uh, as of now, is eyeing a 2020 release. From mm-hmm. that also, uh, James Gunn did uh, respond to someone on Twitter who asked about the idea of Yondu coming back uh, in the near future, and he did respond, not on my watch. Uh, it would take away from uh, his death, and I completely agree. That Yondu death yeah. has to mean something. That would be the equivalent of Scar killing Mufasa, Simba becomes king, and then Mufasa returns. What? Right. Like, he did all that because of the death of his father. Why would you ever, right. like, mess with the idea of that? So my question to you guys is, with the idea of Avengers 4, um, you know, there's a lot of speculation. We could see someone uh, important die in Avengers 3 and then later come back possibly in Avengers 4. Uh, Joel, I'll start off with you. Do you think 
deaths in superhero movies should always be permanent? Deaths in superhero movies? I guess yes. based, on, based on the character. If it's an important death to the character in the comics, I think it should stay that way, of course. Like, I don't want to see Uncle Ben coming back, even though I'd love to see who was Uncle Ben. <laughs> you know what I'm um, Peter graduates, he looks off in the crowd, and Uncle Ben's sitting there <laughs> to Aunt May. Yeah. <laughs> no, because that, that ruins it. You know, that ruins the whole point yeah. of it. Um, certain characters like that, like, I don't want to see um, Bruce's parents come back from Batman and shit like that. You ruin the character when you do shit like that. Because that's the point. They're the reason they are the way they are is because they learned the lesson and they developed and became so, the hero they are because of those deaths. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I know uh, we, are, we are fans of the TV shows. When Captain mm-hmm. Cold sacrificed himself, that meant something. That was him right, right, right. going okay. out as a good guy. Were you, did you feel a little robbed with, the, with them bringing him back uh, like the next season? No, because they kind of explained it pretty decently. It wasn't like he's back for like at a random for no reason. He's still technically okay. dead in that timeline, but there's different ways to work around it. Like how many times did he come back? And it's because of because like, there's time travels involved. You can you can get away with it. But if there's no time travel involved, it's really hard to get away with the death. And if you bring them back, it could be really cheap and not have the same yeah. feeling. You know, like I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. Quicksilver come back, but that motherfucker got shot up. So it's really hard to explain that. You know? <laughs> he comes back but, to life riddled, riddled with holes. Right. It's I had like, to have a meeting, you know. Right. I, I get <laughs> yes, what Everybody saying. learns on that day. Yeah. So that's what I mean about he came it. Back and, you get, he came back and switched cheese. Yeah, no, I, I do right. get your point. Um, <laughs> Nick, I, um, like, for example, I, I understand it's not to the, the same as Yondu. Um, I'll even say when Superman died, we obviously knew he was going to come back. So just bear with me. Um, right. I felt as though his death was for a reason. Was you know to get Bruce to you know to understand that it's about more than just him. Get him out of that dark place that he was in, and help create something more. So then when you bring the guy back in the next movie, it's just like I could have maybe been okay with him being gone one more movie just to further get like that because Batman was still second guessing himself he was still second guessing having a team like he didn't fully come out of the 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 ideals that he had in BVS he was just lighter about it (laughs) he he wasn't completely changed he was just lighter about the idea so Nick I guess my question to you is do you feel as though that if like, like if Captain America dies saving the Avengers in Avengers 3 do you kind of feel robbed if they find out they can use one of the Infinity Stones to bring them back in four? Man, that's tough. Um, I mean, I feel like it all just depends on execution. Um, like, oh, and by the way, I did want to say, like, one of the best comics, uh, House of M, isn't uh, when Scarlet Witch, like, changes everything, yeah. isn't Uncle Ben yeah. alive in that version? Yeah. I thought so. I, don't um, remember. I just, I, 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 I know Gwen Stacy was because he was married to Gwen Stacy, but I feel like he Uncle Ben was. I could be wrong. That's another that. one. Yeah. Um, but like, but he was definitely like he was married to Gwen Stacy. Like he had never fallen in love with Mary J. Like, but anyway, that's that's not the point. Um, but uh, but I, as far as the, the like Superman thing, you know, I'm the totally wrong person to like bring that up to because that. I feel like I know what 
what you're saying is what they were going for, but I never got that in its execution. Um, to me, it was just Zack Snyder wanted to do the death of Superman storyline for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and so he just did it. Like it, there, there wasn't any grand meaning behind it, um, uh, at least that 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 I really took from it. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just ignorant. Um, but nevertheless, as far as for for you know. It's it's my point is it's all an execution. Like I definitely feel like the execution of how they handled Superman wasn't very good, um, and a lot of that had to do less with how they brought him back, but more with the theatrical cut of that movie and how little he's actually in it. So when he dies, you're like, eh. like, like yeah. I mean, I really didn't even care. Like I was just like, you know, like. But if you know, I've heard if you watch the extended cut, there's a lot more of him in it. So I'm sure it builds him up more and. It hurts more when he when you know you, when you lose that character, um, but nevertheless, it's all an execution. I prefer when people die; they stay dead. But if you're going to use time travel, like you know, whether it be in the comics with House of M or an Infinity Stone in these movies, like sure, it's possible. What I definitely want to see, though, is if they do it, it better have consequences. So if you if Captain America dies and you use it to go back and bring him back, then you you better see, like, Barry fucking up the timeline type of situation. Because you, you can't just change that and then not have another consequence go with it. Um, it's got to be that butterfly effect thing. Um, I'm, I'm real keen on that. So, it, like I said, it's just all in execution. I'm not always against it. But I definitely think Marvel has, has done it way too much. Um, like with just <clears throat> Colson and Nick Fury and, you know, I mean, Quicksilver's the only one, and then now Yondu, who are actually like staying dead. Um, so I, you can't, you can't overplay that hand. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You can't keep going for that well. Um, me watching the, uh, the animated cartoon that they have, <clears throat> excuse me, of the Avengers right now, uh, the Secret mm-hmm. Wars, uh, Tony is gone. And I love the idea of that. We we know at some point he's going to come back as it's a cartoon. But right now well, they're dealing with the idea of not having just, Tony. Were you saying I just saw the episode today. I, I just saw the episode today where he comes back. <laughs> oh, crap. I didn't see today's episode. Crap. Well, then there you That's, go. Well, there was four um, of them. It was like the whole Secret Wars, like four-parter. Oh, crap. I didn't, I didn't see the episodes of today. But thank you for ruining it. Anyway. Um, Sorry. But you, you did see – no, it's fine. Um, but you did see that it, it meant something. And I feel as though if you're using a death to mean something, that person then can't come back because I feel as though that washes away the meaning that you were aiming for. Like if, if you know, let's say at the end of Avengers, Iron Man did get sucked up into that hole and died. You can't then bring him back in Avengers 2. That's supposed to mean something. He was trying to sacrifice himself. Uh, you know, for the betterment of not only the world, but the team. He was ready to take, uh, you know, take that, you know, take that risk, take that chance you mean, by putting his life on the line. You mean, like, bringing back Phil Coulson? Like, something like that? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially because yeah, but no one saying, in the Marvel. Yeah, but no one in the MCU ahead, other than the... Oh, I was just going to say, but the Phil Coulson thing, and nobody outside of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really in... Um, 
uh, Nick Fury yeah. know he's alive. So I mean, right now, it's, I mean, to everybody right. else, he's still kind of dead. But so yeah, and it was right. it was like didn't Joss Whedon yeah. say it was all like originally going to be like one big fever dream, like him imagining all this shit in his in his moment of death or some shit like that. I yeah, don't but I mean, know, the only, reason, the only reason I understood that and I was okay with them bringing him back for the show was because, like Kanan said, if if Coulson came out and was like, you know, yeah, you know, me, Tony, and Cap, no. Uh, oh, not me, but uh, Tony, Cap, and, and, you know, the rest of the team know that I'm still alive, but we're keeping it a secret. It's like, well, no, that wouldn't make sense. One, no one cares if you're still alive. And two, the point of your death was to bring the team together. So you not mm-hmm. really being dead... It did its job, but the effect of it should still be there. Like, Goblin right. killing Gwen but, Stacy is supposed to affect Peter. So if Gwen Stacy just right. comes right back in the next issue, that doesn't have the, the, the effect going forward. Like, it's just like, yeah, we thought we were brave enough to keep her going. No, no we're not there yet. We want to bring her back. So it, to me, it washes away the effect that you were trying mm-hmm. to have. So I agree with Nick on the idea of, the execution has to be done properly because if it's yeah. not, it's just like, well, I don't really get it. But Kanan, I'll, I'll pass it to you now. Uh, well, as far as the Superman thing goes, I was never a fan of them killing Superman in in the movies. I thought that was rushed, uh, and the lack of Superman in the marketing, uh, I think, really hurt Justice League um, to some degree. Um, that and the complete reshoots, but. Uh, I, I thought that was I thought that was just clearly dumb to kill him, just to, you know to bring him back. You miss out on the whole uh, the Trinity going out and recruiting the league and, and bringing them together, and Superman being the focal point, you know, of the league. You know, you got everybody else, and people just like, oh, Superman's not even in this. Why aren't we going to watch it? But um, that that's a different story. That was that was dumb. Um, the <laughs> the only other person that they really killed in the comics or in the movies. Uh, you know, they killed Quicksilver, but that was really because um, he was just kind of on loan for Age of Ultron. He, he's he been in the X-Men films. Now that Disney's got the rights back, um, I like um, – uh, oh, what's what's the actor's name? I like him much better than um, – I like the X Men Quicksilver. Yeah, Evan Peters. I love the X. Yeah, I love the X Men uh, Quicksilver much better. So if they do decide to bring Quicksilver back, then please bring Evan Peters Quicksilver into the MCU. Uh, I think he's just. Uh, I I doubt it happens. I don't know about I like them too. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying if they do, that's really the only one that's been dead. Um, You know, I I think that we're going to see Infinity War. I think we're going to see someone die. Um, I think there will be one or two people that stay dead. Um, But if a major character um, dies, like Spider Man, like some you know rumor that you know Spider Man might die. They're gonna bring him back in the fourth one. We I'll know they're gonna it. use. Yeah. We know they're gonna use the stone to bring him back. If Iron Man dies, I hate to say it, but we know they're gonna bring him back. Um, I think that somebody that could die and then not bring back. We know Yondu's not coming back. I agree with James Gunn. If they bring him back, it totally defeats his sacrifice. Um, you know. And I think James Gunn is kind of one of those directors that, you know, he wants to, you know, have some kind of, um, you know, serious heartfelt moments in his film. And if he if they bring him back, 
then it would just be for laughs. I don't think, and then it would just be all for nothing, and you kind of you know miss out on that moment at the end of uh, um, you know Guardians two. Uh, the only you know the Vision. I think Vision can, will die and probably stay dead. I don't see them doing any type of spinoff movie with him, and um, that would be you know, maybe Falcon. I know. I know. Uh, they've talked about you know maybe Falcon being in another film, but I could see them killing him um, because I don't see Scarlet Witch com- dying. I'm going to be completely honest with you. The last few deaths that you mentioned, I honestly would be excited because I could care less about those characters. Um, I, honestly, Who, if you tell me I have Vision, <laughs> Vision, Vision and Falcon. Oh, Vision I'm and Falcon. Sorry. Yes, they can die. Yeah, yeah. and probably I Rhodes. I, I think Rhodey, I think Rhodey, I think War Machine dies. Oh, I would hate if Rhodey died. I'd hate if Rhodey died. I'd hate if Rhodey died only because I feel like you have super disrespected that character numerous times in in his, you know since his first appearance uh, into the MCU. So you killing him off would just be like, why? Why? You've, you've already pretty much killed him every chance you've gotten. Why, well, they crippled why do you have to, like, yeah, literally, physically? Yeah. They did that. Like, come on. Don't, don't do that to him. Like, Falcon hasn't you been to kill him anything. now, too? Clip his wings. Yeah, clip Falcon's I'll tell you wings. who's not going to die uh, right now. I'll tell you, you know who's not going to die. Who? Hawkeye. That's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's funny. Um, <laughs> damn you, Joel. You threw me off. Um. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Or Black um, Widow. No. Unless they do a. Uh, unless they yeah, do yeah, a prequel. Unless prequel they take movie. place before. Um, yeah, but yeah. I will say this. Really? I, I will say this. I will say this. Um. Yeah, that definitely does ruin the movie, Joel. But I will say this, guys. Uh, movies like Logan. That death meant something, and it has, and it's supposed to have an everlasting yeah. effect on the world and X twenty three. So you can at right. no point. From that storyline, bring Wolverine back. Right. And I just mean from from a standpoint of just like, what would that what that, would that mean to the, the viewers, right? And just in that world, because I know people are listening, right. like, well, Marvel's going to recast them. Yeah, duh. I'm just talking about in that world with him and X23. Right. Like, you can't bring, you know, you can't bring uh, Patrick Stewart. Hugh Jackman. I mean, his name. Right. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. No, I was saying uh, Patrick Stewart's character, uh, Professor X. I couldn't think Xavier. of the name Professor X. Right. Xavier, you. can't you. bring him you back can't bring again. Those... Right, you can't bring him back again, especially when you, when you didn't explain it the first time. He just came back. Yeah. And he's just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Like, how? His body exploded. But anyway, um, I'm, I think we're all in agreement that if you're going to kill a character off, that is a significant character, um, and it's supposed to mean something, you at least have to, as Joel said, have like maybe time involved because that's a proper explanation, or you just you, the execution has to be done well. And then like if you bring them back, it, I, I I just never felt good about that. You can't kill someone to have an effect and then bring them back. Um, but let's move on. Excuse me, uh, Kanan and Joel, you guys can speak to. The uh, the idea of whether or not this is something that is actually out there, or if this is me just pulling things from thin air. Uh, I did hear a rumor that Suicide Squad two could be Ben's last movie as Batman. Kanan, as oh, our resident DCEU uh, <laughs> executive, I will ask you: Is there any truth to Suicide Squad two being Ben's last movie? I. D- 
I honestly don't think that that will be um, his last film. I think the last film that we'll see him in uh, will be the Flashpoint film. Uh, I've not heard anything or seen anything uh, from Warner Brothers that makes me think they're not going to go ahead and do the Flash film. Um, I think we will get a director named this year for the film, and they'll move ahead with it. I think that, you know, unless something drastically changes with Ben, I think that'll be, you know, the last time we see him. I think all that nonsense is coming from another group that did nothing but spread a bunch of crap um, about Justice League, and they've been totally against uh, Ben and being Batman from day one. So I'm not, not buying that you know, uh, one bit. I uh, don't see why Suicide Squad 2 would even be his last film anyways. I think the Flashpoint film uh, makes more sense, and I think Flashpoint gets made. I think they've, um, you know, talked too much about it, and I think there's a script. I think they've got a director. I think they're just waiting for the right time to announce it. See, I will say really quickly before I pass it to you, Joel, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If I was a gambling man, I bet money Flashpoint doesn't get made. We get a Flash solo, but it will not be Flashpoint. Um, and I would I would even go as far as to say um, Suicide Squad 2 makes perfect sense for it to be his last movie, especially if you're saying he's going to be in it the same amount he was in the first one. So if he's really looking to get out of, of being Batman and doesn't want to put all that work in again, and he just wants to pop in, pop out like he did in the first Suicide Squad movie, why not do the same exact thing for Suicide Squad 2, then gracefully bow out, and then it's up to Matt Reeves to find a creative way of reca- you know, of, of introducing us to a brand new Batman. But that, um, Yeah, but that's not bowing out gracefully. I think yeah, I was go just about with, to say that. <laughs> I, you, you don't bow out gracefully in a short two-minute cameo in Suicide Squad 2. You go out with a bang so you, and, you'd rather uh, and have Flashpoint. You'd rather have a full-length full full length movie then lose him? I'd rather see him a little bit and then lose him. Then it's no, like, I, think right, he's well, gonna, I think he's going to... I think we're going to get I think he's going to give us the most of his last time and I don't think it'll be a cameo unless he just walks in he's like I'm done I don't want to do this anymore I'll do 2 seconds then I'm gone. If he has that attitude then yes. But if he's like, you know what? I'm going to give my last appearance my all. I want it to be something and he's already said he wanted to be, you know, he wants it to be something where he can bow gracefully and go out on top and I just don't see you doing that at Suicide Squad 2. I think you can make more of an impact in Flashpoint and then they transition, but where you're getting the rumor about the his last hurrah is also the same people that are saying that the uh, the Matt Reeves Batman, Batman film isn't even yeah. going to be even in the same DCU uh, continuity. Continu- so right. yeah, so really, what does it even matter if they replace Ben Affleck? Because that Batman's not even going to be in the DCU anymore. So it's like. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. That's why I think it's stupid. I think Matt Reeves has already said it's clear that his Batman film will be in the same universe. Doesn't mean that he has to reference Justice League or Man of Steel or any of those other movies. But the Batman that he cast should be the Batman in Justice League Two or any other film going forward. Um, and you know that's why I think that that would be the best way to change up the Batman would be Flashpoint. We get to see Ben Affleck go out on top. I just I don't see him being a huge factor in Suicide Squad 2. I think it's a waste. 
Well, I will go to our other resident DCEU uh, executive, Joel. What <laughs> What are your thoughts to what Kanan said? I agree 100% with what Kanan said. Um, I'm, I, but I'm probably a little more uh, agitated and frustrated with the whole idea of Ben Affleck as Batman now at, at, at all at this point. Because I'm just done with it. I really am. I don't even want to see him come back again. I really don't. I'm like, I'm done. I'm completely done with it. I just want to start over fresh. And if he wants to bow gratefully, I guess I'll settle for something worth it, I guess. Because if it is Suicide Squad, like like Kane was saying, why? Like, he doesn't need to be in Suicide Squad, like, at all. Like, we, mm-hmm. like his last cameo was fine. It was great. But, like, we didn't need him again in Suicide Squad. Like, there's no need for him to be there. And if he's going to go out, go out with, on a bigger on a bigger note. You want to go out gracefully, you know. But just to show up just because he needs to fill that little contract thing, why, like, buy him out or whatever. Why Why even bother? Just start over with the new Batman and go from there. <laughs> buy like, I heard... <laughs> Like whatever, I'm thinking sports talk, but like um, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, Fuck ahead. you, Joe Trinella. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but my thing is the same thing. Like you guys are saying, like the same the same news report uh, was also saying that um, the, the the different continuity that Matt Rizan is in a different continuity, like I can't even say. This just this sounds like a lot of bullshit. To me, I don't know how true it is, and I don't want it to be true because it sounds so convoluted and confusing and asking ridiculous to the point that let's say Ben leaves. All right, you're gonna probably end up replacing Ben as Batman in the future, but then you have Bat leaves Batman that's separate. That's a different Batman, so you might have two live action Batmans going on at the same time. I want to shoot. Yeah, let's make four. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I, I definitely get. I definitely get what you and Kanan are saying. I think the main reason why. I believe the idea of Suicide Squad 2 being something that could be his last his last movie is because when someone asks you, like, hey, you know, you're only supposed to be in, like, you know, you're only supposed to have, like, four appearances or, or whatever as Batman, you know, unless you don't count Suicide, Suicide Squad. And then he goes, oof, no, we definitely count that one. Whoa, what? <laughs> Why did you sound excited about the idea of, like, no, 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 don't skip over that. I was Batman in that shit. That counts. So, I mean, it didn't sound then like he was looking forward to doing another full movie of of being Batman. It sounded like he'd be happy at the idea of them saying, look, if you just want to fill your contract and just star in this for like five seconds and then that's it. So that's the reason why I I thought uh, it sounded like it could be something right. up ben, ben Affleck's alley. But like I said, if, and if you that's guys the case, I'm that, fine with it. That's all I was saying. That's all I was saying. You guys are saying it's totally false. That I, I don't have any arguments with. I'm just saying when I heard it, I was just like, well, every time I hear Ben Affleck talk about being Batman, it starts with a whew or a ugh. Like, so it doesn't sound too exciting <laughs> for him to, to continue doing it. So that's why I took it as like, Sounds like something Ben Affleck would would do, uh, but Nick, I'll go to you. Um, what do you take from everything Kanan and Joel, the DCEU executives, uh, gave you? I think this is real simple to me. Um, I like uh, your idea, um, Jawan. Don't do Flashpoint. Just do a Flash movie. And Joel, I'm with you. Just peace, Ben. Like. We, if, if you're under contract for one more movie with Warner Brothers, like, we'll find you a movie to be in. It doesn't have to be a Batman movie. Like, 
you're a good actor. We'll find you something that we think is good fit for you, and you can be in that movie, and that'll, you know, get you of your obligation that you've signed or whatever. We may have to renegotiate the numbers on that fucking contract, but, like, if, if you want out, like, if you want out, like, totally fine. I mean, that's basically, I mean, but that's basically, like, what, what we're saying, like, jo- jo- Joel, it's what you're saying, like, just buy him out, like, but, like, he's got to leave the money on the table. Like, if you want out of your contract, you know, in 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 the NBA, and, like, if you really want out of your contract, you usually have to leave money on the table. Um, right. So, like, yeah, leave some money on the table, do a different movie for him, maybe even direct a movie so you don't have to star in it. Like, figure that out, get him out of there. Don't do Flashpoint. It's way too early, in my opinion, for Flashpoint. Just give me a Flash movie with Cyborg where they can be buddies and, like, you know, fuck some shit up. Like, I would so much rather see that than a Flashpoint movie. Um, I've just never been that keen on that. And and the biggest reason to me why I say that, too, is because we didn't even hear about Flashpoint until after Ben Affleck, all the rumors about Ben Affleck happened. So, to me, Mm -hmm. it just looks like they're like, okay, well, how can we make this work within our timeline? Oh, I know, we'll do Flashpoint. We'll reset everything. We'll recast Batman, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, dude, you don't need to do that. Just bring in John Hamm or Carl Urban or Jake Gyllenhaal, whoever you're going to get to replace him. Just bring him in, let him let him replace him, and just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, I think you're – honestly, I mean, they're digging themselves into a bigger hole by, by trying – this hard to accommodate Ben Affleck. I, I'm honestly going to say, listen, if if the idea is for Ben to go and you to bring someone in, I desperately need it to be John Hamm so I can stop seeing him in these damn, like, uh, insurance commercials. Like, for yeah. goodness sake. He is well, too that's the reason I think he'll never be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like, please get him out of these insurance commercials. But no, seriously, to what you're saying, uh, Nick, I always felt as though Flashpoint was directly because Ben wanted to leave. Because we had heard rumors well before Ben saying he wanted to leave that the ideas for the Flash movie was to have Jay Garrick, was to have the rogues. Like, there were original ideas. It wasn't always planned on being Flashpoint. So it was just like it seemed seemed like Flashpoint was a direct result of Ben wanting a way out. And they were like, how can we figure out a way out that would work and fans wouldn't be in an uproar. Okay, Flashpoint, that's the way to do it. But you're putting yeah. a lot of pressure now on Ezra Miller to do like to do this story that's supposed to take place like well after you know your starting point of becoming the Flash. Like you can't have him become the Flash on Monday and now he's in Flashpoint on Wednesday. Like <laughs> it seems like you're rushing it way too much, and it seems like it's not fair to Ezra Miller. Maybe there were ideas of Flash movies he would like to do that. Don't you know that aren't Flashpoint? Maybe he had another idea on on a Flash movie he would like to see himself do. Because then it's like if you do Flashpoint for your first movie, where does that leave you for the second Flash movie? Like, what can you do after you've now done Flashpoint? Now you just right. have a typical Flash movie for your second one. That to me yeah. makes absolutely no sense. It, it's really underwhelming. It, it's surprising. And and the other thing too, like we know that the the like Flash movie has been like mired in production hell um like it's gone through definitely different changes so it's very possible that like that it's coincidental with the ben affleck thing and the flashpoint thing um but like 
I remember after the initial like problems with the script, I don't remember exactly when it was, but before all the Ben Affleck shit went down, they were like, we're not certain about a cyborg movie. We think we're going to put a, put cyborg and, and flash together. And then when I saw justice league, I was like, dude, definitely just do that. Like go back to that idea because they had great chemistry in justice league. There were definitely like two of like those two characters and their relationship was one of my favorite parts of the movie. And I think that is just would be a so much more um, enjoyable movie to watch, and it would be so much easier. Like, quit trying to make these like fucking impossible movies work. Like, you you've already done that twice now, no, three times now with BBS, Suicide Squad, and now Justice League, and it's getting you nowhere. Just like strip it down, simplify it, do a buddy cop movie with Flash and Cyborg. Like. That would be great. Yeah. Like, you would love that. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, though. If you told me I had to choose between getting a Flashpoint movie and getting a solo cyborg movie, I, I, I'll i take a Flashpoint movie. I, I, I don't yeah. necessarily want to see a solo of cyborg. I, I, I don't want yeah, to see Yeah, I agree. Much. But, I mean, that's why I'm saying you put the two of them together because I think – I agree with that. I think they both help each other out with the way that they've portrayed their characters thus far. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And they are the future of whatever this DCEU is supposed to be going forward. So you definitely want to do the best you can to make sure they don't have points in time to where they're in a situation to where they're like, yeah, no, we have to get the hell out of here. This is horrible. So you have to definitely make sure you're taking care of at least uh, uh, Gail Godot, Henry Cavill, Ezra Miller, and uh, uh, Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher, there we go. I knew it was something Fisher. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, we have our very last topic. Um, we're going to do a buy or sell, even though I think we're all going to say buy. Give a little bit about why you're buying it, um, so then we can pass it around. Nick, I will start with you. Buy or sell Leonardo DiCaprio to star in Quentin Tarantino's Manson movie? Oh, huge fucking buy. Like, he was he was terrific uh, in Django Unchained. Um, it, it honestly was kind of crazy that he didn't get nominated for an Oscar. Now I know Christoph Waltz got nominated, so I think that hurt because you know they didn't want to nominate two people from the same movie. Um, and Christoph yeah, but Waltz's he wasn't better than Leo. Uh, uh, dude, I don't know. Christoph Waltz was like made that movie. Like maybe Leo's performance was better, but like That's all I'm Christoph saying. Waltz, but like. It, it, honestly, you could even argue that Christoph Waltz was really more of the main character for the first two acts of the movie. Like it wasn't until the third act of the movie where where Jamie Foxx really took it. But that happens all the time where they nominate people in roles that don't seem like for supporting or lead when it's one of the when it's the other. But nevertheless, I am so excited. I mean the. Like I loved what they were able to achieve on that. I'm so excited for this movie. I'm just a huge Tarantino fan, so like I love it. I, I can't wait to uh, to see it, and I'll be very interested to see who he's playing. That that's um, when when we get now closer to a release date. I, I, I that's what I'm really going to be keen on. Who who the different now, actors are playing? Now that you said that, I'll ask. Over or under Leo is playing Manson. Oh, I don't think he's playing Manson. Um, okay. I, I would I would bet against that. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But Manson, um, at the time of of all of that shit went down, he was he was really young, um, and Leo's not that young anymore. I, I don't think 
he wouldn't necessarily be my choice. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really have a problem with it. I mean, because you know, Tarantino exists in his own little world anyway. So if he wants yeah, to make that, Leo Manson, like fine, like go ahead. Like, that's how I saw. He certainly has the acting chops to pull it off. So definitely, uh, Joel, are you buying or selling Leo? DiCaprio starring in Quentin Tarantino's Manson movie. Um, I was like, uh, it's not even a question. I'm buying Leo DiCaprio starring in the, the live, whatever the fuck he calls it, the live action Charles Manson era movie. <laughs> uh, I would have fucking bought Leonardo DiCaprio in the live action My Little Pony movie. Ask me. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you can't go wrong with Leo. So yeah, I'm definitely yeah, buying it. I can't wait to see what it is. Like you might not love at all of Tarantino movies, but part I have a ball with every single one of them. Even even if I don't love them, I still have, I enjoy them for what they are. Um, he's a talented I'm with talented you. man, and you you know what I mean. So like, and you put Leo in there, I'm not. You're not gonna. You, it's just you, you. You had yeah. I was in as soon as you said Leo. I was kind of in already because it was Tarantino. So I'm just excited to see what comes next. It's just two right. people who both don't make bad shit. You know, like right. that is very true. That is very true. Kanan, uh, are you buying or selling Leonardo DiCaprio starring in Quentin Tarantino's Manson movie? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this, and I'm gonna agree 100% with uh, Joel when he said that he would buy uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in a My Little Pony movie. I think the guy <laughs> is just too good of an actor. To uh, to not go at least see the movie he's in. I mean, you don't may not have to like the film, uh, but I mean the guy always gives 110 percent when he's you know in his role. Uh, so I think um, yeah, I'm not sure who he's going to play. It's going to have to be a very significant role for him to be in the film. Um, you know, I know Nick said he doesn't think he'll be Manson. I think with movie magic, they can maybe go that route. But there were uh, a few other names that were, uh, you know, that they were trying to bring on board as well. Uh, Margot Robbie, I think, is one of them. So I mean, sure, you could have Cheryl a reunion. Kate, yeah, yeah. So you could have a reunion of uh, I know, but Robbie is great. Sharon. So you could have a uh, reunion of those two from um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. So yeah, I mean, I, I buy it. It's that's a great cast, and, and uh, supposedly. Other than Star Trek, that's supposed to be like Tarantino's last film. So, I mean, going out on a bang with some of the second, best. Second to last. Yeah. It's his ninth yeah, film. Second he said he would make ten, and he said he yeah. would do Star Trek would not be included in those ten. Um, but, yeah, she's yeah. – oh. um, and Margaret Robbie is perfect for Sharon Tate. I don't know if y'all have ever seen pictures of Sharon Tate. Gorgeous. And, like, Margaret mm-hmm. Robbie looks so much like her. Um, it's ridiculous. So I think that is, like, just spot-on perfect casting. You guys are forgetting the most important casting of a Quentin Tarantino movie. We gotta have hey, Samuel motherfucker. I am forgetting somewhere. It. Exactly, exactly. We need those exact words somewhere in that movie, even if it's just <laughs> Samuel Jackson starring as a random black guy. We know he's gonna be in this movie somehow. This is exactly who it's gonna be. Is that how it's gonna be built in the credits? Random black guy, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I think if anybody could get away with doing that, it would be Quentin Tarantino. Like, you're looking at the credits trying to figure out who Samuel Jackson was, and all it says is a random black guy. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I'm not even offended by this. I like it. <laughs> like, I like it. Because it's Quentin Tarantino. Uh, but, yeah, no, you guys are all right. Uh, I buy this also. I have not seen a Quentin Tarantino movie that I have either spoken 
negatively about or not enjoy thoroughly. Um, I love everything he's done. Leo, I can't go that far. I've I haven't watched a Leonardo DiCaprio movie that I didn't like. That's what yeah. I say. But I have seen Rick a few Leonardo DiCaprio movies. I have not liked yeah. Yeah. because I didn't like the movie. That's Baz Lehrman for you. Like that guy just makes. Yeah, like, no. I just wanted I wanted to be very clear on that. Like, right. I love everything Leo's done because of Leo, but there are movies he's in that I do not enjoy because the movie itself isn't good. But Leo, don't you ever say a bad word about Critters Three, man. Critters Three is gold. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. We we have something that we need to get done uh, in 2018. Uh, Joel, you have to see Blade Runner. And Nick, yeah, you I have do. to see The Incredibles. That's Those are the trade. two things we need to accomplish I mean, in 2018. I've seen Blade Runner. I'm seeing. I haven't seen Blade Runner 2049 yet. 2049. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. Blade Runner 2049. Sorry. I apologize. I did see. And Nick, I did you see have to Blade see Runner. Incredibles. Then you need to see both Blade Runners. <laughs> I need to see the For second me? Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, you go on. I saw the second Blade Runner. I told you. Oh, that's you right. Well, you need to go back and watch the first one then. Oh, okay. All right, fine. I'll watch the first one. Um, <laughs> but I did enjoy Blade Runner 2049. It was it was really good. I won't go too in depth with it because Nick will get into will get into what I what I say, and I'd rather save that for next week or <laughs> another time when we can get in depth in that movie. But I do have thoughts about that movie. But I did enjoy it uh, as, as an overall. Um, guys, another week. Another success. Um, Joel, Nick, did you guys mm. want to give your show a shout-out before we start to wrap up? Hell, yeah. Full Court Press, this Wednesday, I got some. I got a crazy hot take, uh, and I'll just give you a little mm-hmm. tease. It involves LeBron James. So, oh, my everybody, God. All right. Everybody, everybody <laughs> always goes shit over that. So, yep. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be hot then. Um, Kanan, do you want to tell them where they can find you, buddy? You can find me on Twitter at Geek Vibes Nation. And that's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we can find Kanan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, Kanan, before we get done, please, please tweet right, uh, Keanu Reeves we'll and Jason Statham. Tweet them, man. Right, <laughs> get them on board with uh, that. Yeah. Okay, I'll try to. Find Kanan, when you guys find Kanan, hopefully it doesn't sound like that. But... We will see you guys yeah. next week. I believe the show already <laughs> wrapped up, but just in case it didn't, uh, we will see you guys next week, same time, same place. Peace. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't 
win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 